Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a festive Trifles podcast. That's what we're doing this morning. I forgot where I was for a moment. Ho, 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 motherfuckers. This is, this is the sound of 10 in the morning for me. Ready? What do you, what do you suppose that is? Is that, a like piss, a, is that your piss jug from last night? It's the last night's piss jug. Oh, no, it's, last night's, it's not. Last night's piss jug, yay! Is it a hot yay! water bottle? <laughs> no, it's not. Warm. This is my Huel. Oh, <laughs> he's got it. Most streamers, most, most streamers are G-fueled. Fucking Flax I'm is H- G-fueled. H-fueled. Amazing. So, so as of when we're recording this, Jingle Jam, we're right in the middle of it. But mm. by the time this podcast goes out, it'll be over. And the other thing that's happened this morning is Cyberpunk's come out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it's the it's unprecedented. The biggest launch on Steam of a game. Yeah. Well, pre before this was Terraria with 486,000 concurrent players. That's wild. Cyberpunk last night was over a million. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And also, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the people are playing on other platforms as well because it's on GOG, which is sort of their own platform. Yeah. It's it's the big, biggest big game Big boost for GOG, I guess, too. Ever, I mean, GOG really. is actually pretty good, but... It's a great, yeah, it's a great little platform, but I think yeah. that people, people are really attached to their Steam library, you know, and it's so convenient and because you've got everyone on there already and it's all in the same place and i don't know yeah. it tracks things as well which is it's kind of like just nice to see oh what have i done this month oh i've played this much of this and this much of this i don't know i wasn't interested in playing the game really at at launch like i'm still i'm still not overly like i got it i bought it but um i um i noticed a lot of people got like early access to it you know like some some people like you know like the obvious ones you'd see like you know big streamers or whatever getting early access and stuff and then a lot of other people got early access to it as well and I, i'm just left wondering like uh, where where's mine like i never got any early access <laughs> this is like the twitch rivals stuff all over again like i didn't hear one thing from one person like I, nobody I not even a whisper like that, but not, not even a, a hint so I'm, I'm just thinking maybe that's it maybe i'm done you know maybe 2020 is like been a good year for me but like at the same time maybe it's the last year for you me, know what i you think know? it is is that I, I think most of it is that they want it to go to youtube and if you're not like regularly uploading let's plays and playthroughs and previews and shit to youtube that they just kind of take you off the list. Do you think that's it? No, I don't think that's it. I think it's it's just it's just oversight. I, also, there's so many content creators and streamers now. There's thousands and thousands. You know, they can't hit every single one up, or else they're not going to send any copies. True. Do you know I mean, every chump in his basement is streaming now. So what if you send it to send it to Sips? You know. They, they got what about chumps in their garage? That's what they need to, to what about do. what about chumps in their garages though? Like, 
I feel like, yeah, okay, chumps in their basements, one thing, but I'm a chump in my garage. Yeah, I, that's a step I've got, up. That's better. So I, I, I was, I got it last night, and I played about an hour and a half of it, and I played it again this morning as soon as I woke up. And we uh, saw, we thought you weren't going to flip and turn yeah, up. I know, I know. We thought you were going to be a no show today. Luckily for you guys, I, I just glanced at the clock and I was like, oh, it's nine fifty nine. Shit! And I ran downstairs and healed uh, up. Yeah. Did the dishwasher and then and then and came up here. I, I feel like God, I'm already a you're like a guy. You're like a teenage boy, aren't you? <laughs> Just running downstairs. Oh, sorry, mum. I'm gonna play. I'll see you later. I've got got friends. All right, bye. And then you're back upstairs. Yeah. I launched I it. it uh, I, I bought it yesterday. Uh, I downloaded it and I launched it. I I, I I didn't even play five minutes. I didn't even get. I didn't even check out the character creator. Like I got into the character creator and I was just like, nah, maybe I'll play this like some other time. Or something. Oh, I'm really, I'm really well, enjoying it. Well, it was like 1am. No, I, I, I get it. I just like, me, part of me is like a bit envious. I wish I had that, like, cause this game is so hyped and everybody's been looking forward to it and stuff. I wish I had that like Christmas morning feeling about it, but I just don't. I've been there with game launches before where everybody's hyped for a game and you're just yeah. not. And you kind of go along with the hype and get it and sort of try to get into it and it just never happens. But you feel like, I, like, I don't know what the feeling is. It's uh, it's not like jealousy or whatever, but I feel like, I feel like, like I'm sneering at people that are like excited for it. You know what yeah, I mean? No, yeah, like it's I'm some sort feeling. of like, like fun sponge or like, <laughs> no, you know, no, like a mood I, hoover I get or something. You are really a not. Funge. It's that, it's, it's you see overexcited the hype. Yeah, the, 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 it almost looks childish. Yeah, that, yeah. That people are completely so excited about this, and you don't want to be seen to be like that. And it's kind of off-putting seeing this this kind of attitude towards yeah. it, where everyone's into it. So you almost don't want to be because that's how we like, were. I guess a lot like, of people felt the same way about me when I was waiting for Junkyard Simulator to release, which was my. 2020 game you know like that right. that was my cyberpunk i was looking so did it forward. come out well it came out like you know the, the the usual like the the prologue which is like the demo level uh came out and it was really bad oh like, unbelievably <laughs> bad and like i just had i i'd hyped it up so much i thought it was just going to be this really awesome game that i could just dad out hardcore and like crush some old cars and stuff right. like that and it's just not, not not like that. They crowbarred in this awful tutorial that you can get stuck in. You can't even get past it. Like at certain points, it bugs I love, out. I love how this is your cyberpunk. It takes, so, it takes so long to get up to the point where it bugs out as well. And it's not enjoyable. Like you drive a car. Like you, okay, it's a game. It's meant to be a game about running a junkyard. And you have to drive a car down this really awful road that's bland as hell like the scenery and stuff it's just like i don't i don't know what they were thinking anyway i'm not like that bitter about it but that was my gonna be my christmas morning feeling right i like i wanted to launch that game i wanted to junk some cars i wanted to like sift through some garbage and everything and i couldn't even do it and and i was so disappointed and now i'll never love again is that what it is you've just had your heart broken one too many times this year by not even just that one time but that one time is devastating enough i actually where I can't do remember you i do remember you talking about it and and i remember thinking why is he so excited for junkyard simulator well i, I just mean, thought it, it is very much your type of game yeah but i i, I saw the trailer and everything i was like this doesn't seem as this doesn't seem worth getting that hyped about. I hope he's not disappointed. And, yeah. and sadly you were. And sadly I was. Yeah. Another one wow. that uh, another one that I really liked which wasn't disappointing. It actually delivered was that hardship uh, hardcock shitbreaker um ship <laughs> Shipbreaker, you know that one? Oh yeah, yeah that's that's nice. that, now that yeah. was good. That that's that, that just did what it said on the tin. 
Bus chips. Did that, you play? You didn't um, have to drive down a road or anything. You didn't have to. Did do, you play Tin Can yet? The, yeah, the I did. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's good. Yeah, I like the idea of it. I just, um, I just didn't like the the feeling of not really knowing like exactly what to do. I I, I feel like because you have to junk old parts in that yeah, recycling yeah. machine. I I found that whole system really clumsy and just I, I did, a little I didn't bit like off-putting. that mechanic either. Yeah. because it, it kind of felt like like you said. But I I mean the 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 reason is there is because you have to decide what you can live without. Sure. So you're like, I don't really need the on-off switch for this set of you know, lights, and yeah, I'll, I'll junk I, that, you know. And, and so I that's don't, how you I don't think things. that that at the start you should need to do that, though. I think there should be one spare battery, right? Like there would be in an escape pod. I, I'm, I'm assuming. Right. I mean, oh, so you're thinking it should start off a little slower? Just have a spare, have so the that junk stuff. yeah, and then you can just sort of like get your bearings rather than yeah. you hit an asteroid belt and all of a sudden it's like, okay, something's broken. What do I do? Like, I have to junk some old shit. I don't know if I'm going to need this or whatever. I just feel like ease ease you in a little bit and then ramp up the difficulty. You know I what think I mean? it's kind of like a roguelike in that way. Yeah. Because you are inevitably going to fail. Like the, the, there's there's no end game. It's just that eventually enough stuff breaks that you you perish, and it's like yeah, trying, trying to get I, the longest score that you can. Sure, but the I mean the thing is like from a pacing point of view as well. Getting up to the slogging through twenty five minutes and getting to that one where the EMP thing goes off oh, and yeah, then just yeah. melts everything. It happens and you're like, okay, yeah, I, I think I know what to do next time. But man, do I really want to spend 25 minutes getting to that <laughs> point again? You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like I like roguelikes and, and I like that that sort of but there needs to be more. Right. There needs right, to be right. some like if, if it's going to be like that and it's the 25 you have to there has to be some benefit for you learning that through a mistake or through dying. And then restarting and going back through 25 minutes again to get to right, it, right? right? Like a real roguelike would, right? Because I, I you'd kind have, you'd, of... Um, you'd have like some XP or some new experience or some new tool that maybe you could use or something. But right, this right, is just right. like, now nah, you're fucking dead. You've got to start through 25 minutes same, of garbage yeah, yeah. just to get back to the point to try it again, you know? I think, I I think know. What, what, what makes it annoying in that regard is that um, it's kind of a time-based game, right? So yeah. it's like, it's not like, like you said, it's not like you've... you've you figured out this first bit, like in Hades, say, where you go through, and it's a lot of the same levels over and over again, but they're slightly different, and you're improving as you go, and you're, you know, like you said, you're unlocking stuff. Um, and I also feel like normally in a game, once you've cracked that first bit, you blitz through it. But instead, yeah. because of the design, you still have to wait for it, and yeah. you're just waiting there for five minutes or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. But I thought as um as a concept, I love the idea of. Oh, being, the concept is fantastic. Yeah. I think, and I think it could be. Really good. It's it's clearly early as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like I I mean I'm not I'm not so sort of like uh, narrow vision that I can't I can't like see that it's going to be great later on. But yeah, yeah. with a lot of these games that are are made by one or two developers or whatever, and like you get the earlier versions, it's 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 kind of like hard to be excited about it because what you get is just so limited, yeah. and you know that there's potential there, but then you just have to wait years for it to finally realize that potential sort of thing right like i played some don't starve together yesterday which i i've played a lot of don't starve and i really like don't starve and i played some don't starve together a while back and at the time when i played it it was kind of like that right because clay are a little bit like that they're a great great studio but they release stuff really early and it's really bare bones for a long time until they just start getting into a groove of adding stuff like their yeah, content yeah. release schedule like ramps up a little bit oxygen not included was the same 
Mm. And now, now don't starve together after like a year isn't it, there's so much shit. It, it's unbelievable, like mind blowing how much stuff is in it. But at the time I remember thinking like, this is really great. Like I, I love like everything that's in this, but there just needs to be more. And then you come back a year later and there is tons more. And that's, you know, that's always like a nice feeling or whatever. But and I, I just think Clay are really good at sort of doing the early, early alpha, early beta access stuff. And um, these three types of games are all so different, right? You, I mean, you talked about Tin Can, which is basically a kind of it's almost like, like a puzzly rogue thing. I it's say. like a puzzly yeah. short single player kind of bomb game yeah, where yeah. you have to quickly fix things and, and you can't really add too much text it's kind of a one-off experience that's good right i love playing a game which throws you into a completely different experience you're like wow i'm on a spaceship now right I'm doing things i'm trying to fix it i'm trying to survive and then like after two hours you're like yeah I, that was a good experience but i'm never gonna play that again you know and the, but whereas don't stuff together actually not include these are these are kind of longer like more sandbox type games where you can kind of take things at your own pace there's different ways to progress yeah. There's lots of things to unlock. It's a very slow, gradual effort thing. And then Cyberpunk, which is a multi-million dollar, the biggest game of the decade, drawing on every single genre of game that, that have been successful and popular. It's, it's the king of the action RPG, if you like. Um, you know, it, it's the pinnacle of what we've experienced over the last 10 years. And they can't really make it too different. They can't innovate. They can't like try weird things that, yeah. that haven't been done before because... They can't risk it. You know, it has to be familiar to people. People have to know what they're going to get. It's like, it's very, very polished. It's got celebrity guests. It's a story-based game. Sure, it's got side quests like The Witcher 3, but once you're done, you're done as well. And, and it's got a, I don't know, however long our main campaign and, and however many side quests. And sure, they could do DLCs with another 10 or 12 hours of content. But yeah. again, it's, it is that package of like, that's it. You know, how much time... You, you were playing Don't Starve Together with, with Glurms yesterday. Yeah. He, 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 that base that he built is like something oh, crazy. Thousands like of 8, hours. Thousand hours. More, more hours what? than I've played any game on Steam in my whatever, how long, however long I've had Steam for, however long I've been creating content for. Like I've played, say, a lot of Fallout 4, but it's only 400 hours compared to like the three, 4,000 hours he must have played Don't Starve Together Jesus. for. Like, it's insane. It's, it's absolutely nuts. Yeah, like, it's the nuts. amount of time and effort that's gone into creating what he's created in that game. And, yeah. and that's, the, that's, that's the difference, right? We have, like, these, these, these completely different experiences in games. Do you know, some um, of them- hype, hype, hype and sort of, like, um, collective uh, hype thinking is, is such a weird thing, isn't it? Because, like, with Cyberpunk... I understand the hype and I understand that cyberpunk is a franchise that exists beyond this game as well. Right there. It's like, there's like a board game or something. There's something I, I, no, I don't that think people so. know about leading into this. Right. No, then again, that like has really, added like, to their excitement people for this. Know of cyberpunk genre. If right. You like. Okay. And people know of like the kind of, okay. that, that, you know, that, that ha- neck net hacker augmented kind of world, you know, it's certainly a popular fiction yeah, yeah, yeah. trope, which I have enjoyed, you know, I, I'm sure cyberpunk draws on some actual, uh, stories from somewhere like the Witcher yeah, did, I thought but, it, yeah, but certainly I, thought it I don't did, but... think I don't think it's like something which people are no. already invested in the same way. It's not a Marvel Avengers game or okay, whatever. But you know so, what I mean? so some people are excited in that in that aspect. Some people are excited because they love RPG games. Some people are excited because they love story games and stuff. And it's a weird one because I feel like I should be like that. But if I look back, realistically, if I look back to all the games I've ever played and the games that I've, I've enjoyed and stuff, story-driven games, I've played 
in my own time, very few. I've played most of the story-driven games that I've played have been on stream with uh, like an audience that I can interact with, right? Like I played GTA V. I would have never played through all of GTA V by myself, in isolation, in a room, without anybody to talk to, without an audience or whatever. I just wouldn't have enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Hmm. I would have not paid attention to half the cutscenes or the story. I would have just become very task driven in the end with the fetch quests and stuff. 90% of those games are just a bad long movie. Um, Some of them do feel like that. I mean, some of them really stand out, obviously. But so through content creation, I'm more interested in playing story driven games. But I'm pretty sure that I would never seek them out. Um, in isolation by myself. But you love The Witcher. Well, right? I liked The Witcher, but I liked playing it with it, like knowing that somebody was watching me play it. Again, I don't know if I would have played that just by myself, not being a content creator. For okay. me, it's completely the opposite. I, I, I would much rather have the private experience of playing the story and goofing about and doing what I want to do and taking my time and, and you know, fucking up and reloading and, and not worrying about it. And I, like, I, for me, the idea of playing a multiplayer game or anything like that on my own is like weird. Like that's mostly what I play, right? Is multiplayer games. Yeah. That's like what I what I like playing. Whereas like the kind of games like Junkyard Simulator and stuff, I would only ever play on stream because I basically don't really enjoy uh, see, them. I'm, see, I'm the opposite. I would yeah. play those like alone or on, I, I love playing them on stream too, but I would play them alone as well. Like if I'm playing something alone, I'm playing something like Factorio or Satisfactory or something where I can just build stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. playing, I, for me, it's like, just playing quietly with Lego, you know, like I, I just interesting. I just, I just, that's I've always been like that. City builders, wow. what management games, whatever. We're all quite different because because I won't play the single player and I won't play the builder, but I'll play the kind of things that are in the middle, like something that holds my attention through being a game, but also has a decent story. So, like, I mean, that's why my last two games of the year were uh, the Outer Worlds. Uh, sorry, the Outer Wilds, right, right, confu- and um, Oberdin, you know, because they were such good. Oh, they had a little story that you had to uncover yourself. Yeah, it was quite mysterious, but also there was a game there. I yeah. loved. See, I loved Oberdin, but I loved streaming Oberdin as well. I loved yeah, the, I the, the, the interaction and stuff. It was like, and like, also but, I got but stuck. Also, a lot Oberdin. <laughs> if I played it by myself, I really would have really enjoyed it as well. Oberdin just for me stands out as probably one of the best games I've ever played. I just it's loved amazing. It. It's yeah. amazing. Um, it was. It was so good. Um, and what was that space? game i played this year that's quite short it was like four hours long it's quite old now um is, 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 is it the one where you are the, like the robots and the it's kind of like a system shock kind of rip off that thing mm, or not no but okay. i can't remember god i've got so many games in my steam library though holy crap you, you know what's playing. funny about cyberpunk is obviously because the 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 idea of cyberpunk as a genre is, is so fixed in a way that i think if you describe say fantasy or sci-fi is not as fixed Cyberpunk is very defined, mm-hmm. and it, it was defined by just a few things early on in its sort of genesis, Blade Runner, Neuromancer, yeah. everything comes from that. So when I heard it was set in Cyberpunk, I thought, okay, you know, that, that's cool. I, I find that, that, I like the idea of the body modification and technology and like corporations and everything. But it's not like Cyberpunk 2077 has some brand new take no. on Cyberpunk. It is literally exactly what it says on the tin. It is Cyberpunk. So it is just exactly large corporations. If people are eating food on the street, it's going to be some kind of Japanese food or Chinese yeah, food. Yeah, with uh, neon signs everywhere. Run, loads and, of neon signs. Very yeah. Blade Runner-y. Yeah. Um, now, I, I quite like that because I, I really like the Blade Runner and Neuromancer. I read it when I was a very young man. And had a major effect on me, like um, 
you know, as as a sort of future shock book, I thought, wow, this is like amazing. I can't wait for this future um, where yeah. you can just plug into some kind of crazy network where you can talk to other people because this is pre-internet. Uh, and I remember thinking, wow, this is just like unbelievable. But it's weird because as a genre, it hasn't hasn't changed. It's basically remained this very similar thing. I don't know how you push that genre, though. I don't no, know exactly. how you That's innovate the thing. on it. It's a limited you know, genre. It is really just sort of locked in, isn't it? It's kind of like medieval fantasy. Like there's a couple of different things that they've done with medieval fantasy. Like, sometimes like the game might be more tilted towards like it might be more magical or more more magical or more like more satanic somehow like diablo or something like that like but like think about the difference between the witcher and kingdom come witcher was magic and yeah you know monsters and stuff and kingdom come was literally a medieval story oh yeah no medieval you didn't like it (laughs) just joking oh dude it's it's a a game that i love to hate (laughs) i did it was so scuffed i finished it i'm the same but it was such a weird game man it was just it was there were so many fucking infuriating aspects to that game. Yeah. And the combat has to be the worst designed combat. I've, uh, I've never played a game with worse combat. Oh, just Flax, you got to cut that bit out. I mean, honestly, the, just the fucking, the, the squealing, neck-bearded, fedora-wearing nerds are going to all come out. Man, this is the best combat ever. I, I don't care. They're, they're wrong. In terms, of, in terms of 1v1 combat, I thought it was quite fun doing the duels and stuff like that. But the moment you have to fight more than one person, it's fucking awful. I'm yeah. sorry, but it is fucking awful. It took me um, a long time to be able to kill somebody in that game. <laughs> and uh, and when I f- eventually did, it was just so unsatisfying. It was just uh, the, 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 just the, the sort of practiced. reward for the amount of effort that you have to put in. Uh, you, you get so much armor if you kill the right guys. You get loads of, loads yeah, of yeah, fucking yeah. armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, in the end, I had, like, a good system but it was but you, just... you've got to remember that your your character starts off as just a peasant yes so you you literally cannot fight like even if you know the moves you you you, you suck yeah. so it, it is satisfying to see your guy grow and by the end of the game you are like kicking ass yeah. which is quite quite satisfying i That's enjoyed nice, that yeah. but nice. fighting against more than one opponent you ended up just having to back up constantly and all right, you know, maybe if I was fighting three people, I would just continually move backwards over, across a vast landscape. It just feels silly. Yeah. It, just, it doesn't feel cinematic. I it kind of felt like in, in terms of like jankiness and bugs and stuff, it was it was like a Bethesda game on crank. Oh, it was right? hilarious. Like there was so many times where like I'd go and like interact with like the, the potion brewer and like fly up into the sky <laughs> uh, like my, I'd get off my horse and the horse would just like bug out or, oh, or disappear so or whatever like I mean and it was funny it, it, it was good fun like I think overall the game is pretty good but there were really some some there, there's a lot of scuffed stuff they're making a new one apparently well. there, there is going to be a second one really? but I mean I mean it's I think they're a much smaller studio than than um yeah sure than, than some but, I, I mean, mean when i think about witcher 3 to me that was like there were there were bugs but it was such a polished yeah game absolutely from I the mean, outset and honestly witcher i know 2's... people are saying there's a lot of bugs in cyberpunk i haven't seen any yet there are a couple of slightly odd design decisions there's a big um big patch coming up for it apparently like today or tomorrow like a yeah. day one patch that's going to well i mean it went gold about a month ago so you know a month of work is probably gonna have yeah. a lot of changes but there's, i've enjoyed it I, 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 i've read some patch. people saying that it's only so so i've enjoyed it because it, yeah. it's kind of like it's got deus ex stuff in it where yeah. you can i mean i've gone for more of a hackery route so my lad is like 
a, a nerd basically and i thought yeah. let's make him you know i can open crack doors and i can hack this that and the other because i love that it's much yeah. more interesting to me to solve the puzzles sure. and the, the fights that way but yeah it's I, good. i'm i'm like like the wow expansion i'm personally i'm not playing it but i loved i love seeing that people are happy with it and playing it you know what i mean it's a game yeah, that yeah. i've enjoyed in the past and i would never like I would never sort of like uh, begrudge somebody having fun playing something. Obviously, I think to 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 me, like the game isn't so much about the 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 actual game, and I, I also don't expect things to last forever in the same way that you know I played the new WoW expansion and I'm kind of done with it now, and I feel like I'm happy with that. You know, I I, I know that the game has got bits of it that are built to come back every day and come back every week, and every time I encounter one of those bits, I'm like it it. it I die a little inside yeah. and I know that I, do you know what I mean? Like every time I encounter something and it's like, you can't play it again until next week. I'm like, well, that, that, that is something that like makes me sad. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, but at the same time, I do like flitting between different worlds. And I, I think that's one of the joys that we have with gaming and with books and with, with other things that, you know, I'm constantly one day I'll be, you know, in steampunk, kind of medieval steampunk clock punk whatever it is sure. clockwork stuff you know land and then the next day i'll be in hard hard sci-fi space and everyone's frozen on a ship yeah. flying to another planet mm-hmm. and then the next day where you know somewhere else we're in fallout which is more like atomic punk isn't it you know and so it's again a completely different yeah i i um, much prefer that world. sort of setting i i i feel like i enjoy any any setting i really like survival games i like the sort of like you against everything um you know, aspect, you know, like, I think I'd enjoy cyberpunk more if uh, you weren't just like a citizen in some big Blade Runner city or whatever. And you could just sort of do your own thing a bit more, you know, like have like a little shack where you could like collect stuff or do stuff You're with that stuff. With or shacks. I know. I, think I fucking you love, it. Be I love it. Like a <laughs> I love it. I love. I love. Like, I love. I love. I love. Like uh, the the sort of like starting from nothing stories. You know, like. You're just like you, you you live in a cardboard box and you have a couple of things that are yours and you, you just work your way it up through it. It is very the... satisfying to buy a house in a town and put stuff in it. Sure. You know, yeah. I, I don't know, like there's some element of that which is very satisfying and, and I mean that's the openness of the Bethesda games and versus kind of the, the more locked in story of things like I've played a bit of Assassin's Creed Valhalla and that has a little bit of you know, building and, and yeah. city sort of management and bringing back resources to sort of, you know, get your people out there and i i i think it's it's a it, these are great games and wonderful to like it's nice to be suddenly a viking you know and going around doing that sort of stuff and i don't really i i'm, I'm not like overly like again i think i could play any game with any setting as long as like the mechanics Sort as of, long as it's set in a shack yeah, or involves it, a shack if you can in do some, some way. sort of fishing or <laughs> gathering or hunting or like um you could have a trophy room or whatever put me anywhere and I'm happy you know like I don't mind like if I can if I can like customize something or you know make my car look different to anyone else's car or whatever like I, those like little mechanics I I I'm a, such a sucker so, for so I love here's them. one thing that I've been doing which is a bit weird I've got like um a little cupboard next to my kitchen, which is supposed to be like a pantry. Is I this guess, in right? real life? Which, in real life, okay. which I've never really experienced right. having before. And I've I've just really originally used it as just storage for like all the extra crap that I've brought along with me, like I don't know, old VR kits and old boxes right. and you know I mean like you keep loads of boxes for stuff and you're like, oh do I because if this what if the TV breaks, am I gonna have to send it back in the box? I've kept the you know, you just keep this shit, don't you? 
Um, and I put like suitcases in there and crap. Anyway, I remember I remember one time we went to America. We went and visited. This was when we visited Maker. We visited this. This there was this PR lady who knew the Wu Tang Clan and all this stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. All these stories. I, 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 she was. Yeah, she was great. Lovely. Yeah, really nice. And we went and visited her dad, who lived in this sort of retirement town on the lake. It's where I fell into the lake and lost my glasses. Yeah, I remember, remember yeah. on the video. Anyway, they lived in this house, and in his garage, I'm sure I've talked about this before. He had like everything. He had a really organized setup of everything. He had. Gla- he had um, glasses. As far as the eye could see. Literally didn't have the one thing I lost. No, but he, did, you know, he had like tins of stuff. He had batteries. He had toothpaste. He had like everything. Nice. Okay. So, and sometimes he have a when box I'm in full my of old doorknobs. Some, yeah. Honestly, he had everything. Nice. And sometimes when I'm, you know, in my flat, I'll run out of something. And I'll run out of, I don't know, let's just say toothpaste. And I'll think back to that moment and I'll think, why am I running out of toothpaste? That guy, if he ran out of toothpaste, he could just pop into his garage and go to the shelf, which was labeled toothpaste. Yeah, and there would be but you a live in an apartment, though, Lewis. You don't. It looked like a little garage. shop in his garage, and I always. But I've started to. I've got a little shelf now in my pantry with all this got extra stuff. Five in five toothpastes on there. Well and it's done. got like like. Extra, it's like organized. You're almost, uh, you're like almost ready to uh, run a house and have children, Lewis. This is the first step, you know, buying more toothpaste than you need so that you have. But I think it's toothpaste. come from my developing way I've played games and become more organized. In use, I used to play games a little bit like I, I lived in a house where there was just shit everywhere. I didn't have any organizational structure. Like, um, you know, I've just had toilet rolls lying around right. in like the bottom of the shoe cupboard or whatever, you know, and anytime I needed a toilet roll, maybe there'd be one in there. Maybe they wouldn't. Oh, do, do you know I mean? like, okay. Isn't it the worst though, when you use the last bit of toilet paper and you're in the middle of like a pretty messy one and you've run out of toilet paper and you have to get up with a, just a shit full of uh, like an ass full of shit and go and find another roll of toilet paper. Paper. Yeah, you have to like gingerly put your pants back on, yeah. and you're like, you're not sure whether you're gonna like. Yeah, but you're you're really you you sort of you pull them up, but not all the way up because you don't want your underpants <laughs> yeah. to ride up into that. Everyone's done it. Ass. Every everyone has experienced this at some point <laughs> I in their that life. So much. Yeah. Mm. Um. Like, or you, you sometimes at the office you'll do it, and then you'll like stagger into the next stall, oh like with God. your trousers like half down. Oh, you can't. When imagine you're oh. in the middle of the stagger, you think the coast is clear, and somebody comes in. Fuck me, that's. Gotta be awkward, right? Pants around your ankles, staggering. <laughs> That's the like, Larry David shuffling from moment. one stall to the other to get the toilet paper. Oh my god, these are just bad decisions. Yeah, you but should no, never I, do it. So I, I want to try and avoid situations like that from now on by being more organised. And um, I, I've, I've started to take some steps. And I don't know. It just, it was just nice. It just made me feel, I don't know, prepared. You know, I've, I've so I collect. I got like some um, packs of rice and stuff. And like I don't, I'm, I'm not doomsday prepping. I've only got a shelf, right? But I've, I feel like I've got like more supply. So this is I like actually... this is the equivalent in in the drug world of like the first time you ever smoke weed. Though it's just a gateway to them becoming a prepper. You realize this, right? <laughs> but I think that <laughs> would next be thing you know, cool. you're gonna have a full bunker with like twenty gallons of spare ketchup down there and and stuff i want someone i want if there's a zombie apocalypse obviously i'm gonna just die straight away but i want someone to break into my flat and find a load of supplies and be like wow wow this guy this, was guy, this guy had a lot of stuff yeah you you're... look at all this weird vegan cheese that he's got yeah, that... this is never going out of date because it's basically plastic oh, i had a question for you lads something i um i read an article that they they've finally made 
vat or lab grown chicken. Yeah. Like they they cracked it. I think the Japanese scientists did it. Right. And it's like <laughs> they cracked, they cracked it. it. And it, it's it's literally chicken that they've grown not from another piece of chicken but just like in a lab with the ingredients they've like made chicken. Yeah. How, how many vegans would say, "Yep, yeah, that's fine. I'm switching back or, you know, I'm happy to eat vat chicken." Yeah. Is it because no animal has suffered? Nothing. No, yeah. Nothing has suffered. Fair would enough. that be acceptable to you guys? I personally I don't see that as being any better than like microprotein based um, you know, meat-free products. I think I'd rather actually eat the microprotein based stuff because at least that just comes from yeah the mushroom, mushroom. based one yeah yeah I, and me too I I don't think I would eat lab chicken <laughs> but the flavor would be the the flavor would be chicken rather than mushroom no but I mean like well, the over the the flavorings they put on some of this stuff I don't know if you'd really be able to fully tell the difference like I think I think where people would want to eat chicken is because like you can prepare meat differently right like you couldn't buy fake meat and then prepare it to like a Michelin grade, um, you know, like a steak or something like that. You know what I mean? There's there's right. elements of a real steak that will always be juicier, taste better, um, flavor infused with if seasoning and stuff. I don't way, think you right, could ever get a meat-free uh, thing to that standard. So I, that's why I think people would still eat meat over not eating meat. But how, but, how many people would say no um, – even if it's grown in, yeah, I wouldn't. I, like again, personally, I wouldn't bother. The only time maybe I'd be tempted is that if they grew the chicken, it's like lab chicken, but it was like really plump and juicy, and you know, yeah, yeah, it's industry. Whatever, you could not, I might, you, I might I mean, be eventually swayed. You will not be able to tell. But the thing is, I'm so I'm so far down this road now. I've been a vegetarian for so long that you know I just wouldn't bother personally. I guess, I guess, I I guess for me, like, yeah, I don't need it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I feel like I've not eaten meat for so long that I, I'm not. If, if for example, I went on a, to a restaurant and they didn't serve anything, but they did have some lab-grown chicken, yeah. I'd be like, fuck it, I'll try yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to turn my nose over it. But if there was a, a veggie or vegan alternative, I'd probably have that instead because I'm used to it. And also, I'm not – eating is a thing which, I don't know, maybe I'm not super in love with – Every, food <laughs> i feel the same i can just i feel the same I i'm not just, i'm not attached to food and in, in a lot of ways i just find it it gets in the way necessary yeah i just feel yeah. like interesting i would just I, i've said this so many times before but i'll say it again if i could take a pill in the morning that would fill me up and i wouldn't have to eat like for, again for the rest of the day i would be happy like i i've known this about you for a long time sips and i'm not the preparing same preparing food sitting down to eat food like I, I just like i can't be bothered i I, you know? I love food and i love you know i love eating stuff don't get me wrong it's one of the big joys of life but at the same time like i decided to become a, a veggie because it, because of health reasons it, i just felt i just read and believe came to believe that eating animal products was not very good for you and i didn't need that extra worry in my life, yeah. if you like, and I just didn't, I just didn't feel like it was necessary, so I stopped. And I don't, I, it was so. Once I stopped, it was very hard to go back. Like actually thinking about eating a raw piece of chicken kind of turns my stomach really a little bit now. The, the whole, so um, I, I think the whole. Like, I don't want to be feeling that way if I'm, you know, if I'm presented with a piece of chicken, I, it will like maybe go. Ooh. But I don't. I, um, I, I, I mean, maybe the the lab grown meat stuff feeds into other advancements that could maybe help medically or whatever at some point but like i just don't know what the point is when there's already alternatives that are that are fine you know what i mean like 
you can get like plant-based chicken products or whatever and it's like and they're fine they they taste pretty good like you know you know what they are you know what's in them for the most part you know what i mean like why why have they bothered to try to make chicken in a lab is i guess what i'm <laughs> asking yeah what's the what's well, the point it stops a lot of cruelty i know I mean, but um, like why not just try this plant-based stuff that exists already it's, i don't think it's, it's for us though is it I no think i know it's, it's not it's... for us but you know what i mean like i just I don't, I don't, I don't know why people are so. Well, it's obvious. Hell bent on eating it's cheaper. No, 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 no. Chicken. It's not just that. I mean, for one thing, it it would it would solve a lot of the problems of things like the pollution caused by mass farming. Sure. It would be much easier and cheaper, as Lewis says, to just pour in a bunch of ingredients into a one end of a thing, and it's it's your dream factory sips. You put things in know, one end, and a something lot of comes this, out a, the other. That's literally the whole point. Just creates more problems, though. It cre- oh, or it's, creates it's, it new sounds problems. Like a, it does sound like a biological nightmare. You know, like it's, it's like it, a like, biopunk. You know how all of, of this like <laughs> dystopian future. You know all the like the big you know like like soy products. You know, like have become really popular, right? Soy milk, or, like yeah, different yeah. alternatives and stuff like that. Any anything that passes a certain threshold and becomes like mass produced, mass farmed, and stuff, just introduces new environmental damage, right? You know, like look at palm oil now. Like palm oil is cheap; it's in everything. It's like a disaster. It's it's just the new thing that is just going to screw us over somehow, right? Like they've they've moved past um like old ways of polluting and have just found new ways to pollute through mass production you know what i mean, I, I mean I, there's always going to be an, a cost yes, i suppose yes. environmentally but, but that but that's the thing it, a lot of people are fixated on the cost you know like you just said oh it's going to reduce the waste of chicken yeah no it just creates new waste like in other areas so we we move we move past like live chicken waste and we move into like some weird new no, chemical waste right instead. but the, the whole argument of vegetarianism is that it morally it's it, it's it's impossible to argue that killing an animal for food when alternatives exist is a moral position that you can take you have to opt out and say yes i'm making an immoral choice but it's my choice to make that's that's the whole point so there's no moral argument for raising an animal specifically to eat it when there are alternatives that you that don't require you to kill something that's the that's the argument right so if you don't have to kill anything morally speaking this has to be a better solution but but you in a roundabout way do kill stuff though Uh, this is the argument i always make like with vegans and stuff too um you you can't say that you're for animal rights and 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 for pure veganism uh, on one hand and then on the other hand support things that destroy the environment and the habitats of these animals that you care so much for in the first place you know what i mean like so anything anything that's produced on a mass scale will inevitably destroy environment and habitats Right, which is, the, which the, is, the it's question completely is, countering your point in the first place. Okay, but we, we do still need to eat. Of course we are, do. There are I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying you've got to think so about this So the point stuff. is we are going to have an impact. Can we lessen that? If this lessens the impact, that has to be a positive step. I mean, we can't just say, oh, it'll be another problem. It, I'm sure it will be. So I mean, like, It I lessens know that, it in, uh, the, in the immediate, but then when it becomes mainstream... It the impact it becomes either equal or maybe slightly more or maybe just slightly I don't know less. If that's but provable, but well, I I don't think it needs to be provable. I think it's I, I, I think feel it like it's just common sense. Like no, but but you can't just say we, that. I mean, eight for billion example, people to feed on this right, planet. Right, but if you look at look at cattle farming, for example, uh, it's a big polluter, a big polluter because not only do you have all this land dedicated to just cows 
and millions and millions of cows, killing those cows, then you have the methane that the cows produce and all the rest of it. That's obviously a bad thing. Now, if you didn't have that side of beef production, whilst there might indeed be huge fields of whatever they make the beef out of, we would have cut out the methane pollution. Now, you're saying, well, there automatically has to be some other thing just as bad to replace that, because otherwise, how could you do it? I mean, I, I just think, well, then why try anything? Why try to improve anything? Because oh, it'll just it'll just end up sucking. Well, some crops are definitely better than others. Yeah. Like oats, you know, oats are obviously very low impact. They don't need much water. They're like pretty low impact, but they do need the land. Don't get me wrong. But for example, almonds, you know, oh, require the like a hundred times as much water, and as and as a result, that's a big problem. You know, there's there are different crops, different levels of thing. But and if, if you can, you know, make a a beef that is made out of oats instead of, you know, beef, then fucking that's that's obviously a, a positive, you know, um, influencer on the planet. But my question is, what happens if we just don't need to eat P-flex? What happens if we just become like Tesla events? Like yeah, a robot what if we're just brains in a jar and we don't have to... Well, we still anything. need energy. Where's that going to come from? Space. Electricity. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wi-Fi. Wi What's going to generate the electricity? <laughs> Thank you, emails. Our own, our own, our own piss and poo. Emails. <laughs> emails you have to you have to send a thousand emails send a, day a thousand useless thank you emails to power your jar brain it's like a it's like a dynamo yeah yeah you just have to constantly be productive right but oh the, my god could you imagine that would be it that's some fucking cyberpunk shit right well you got to keep moving to to be fed otherwise you got to keep working or else you just drop but dead. You, you'd have to put in more energy than you get out or you die yeah so you're saying we first first all right step one elon i hope you're listening i know he's a i know he does Step one, you need to invent a perpetual motion machine, obviously. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise, we're going to, the, the, if we have to run to generate the energy or send e emails to generate the energy to feed ourselves now via, via our cyber stomachs, there's going to be, a, we're going to be losing energy the whole time. Okay, now we don't need the perpetual motion machine. As long as you're creating something. So imagine you're working on making, I don't know, something which, like that, that could be given credits, right? Oh, like so the, you, you're you're saying it's more like a payment system? Yeah. Okay, so they're literally going to be monitoring you and saying, "So you're working well in done, the you worked hard today." Box, the box factory, and they, they press okay, the makes, nutrition button, and you get some food. Yeah, you, you're making the box. You're in the box factory. Every box you make, you know, you have to make like a hundred boxes, but then after any boxes you make, power you. Right. right? It, I mean, that is essentially <laughs> how society works, anyway, because you have to pay yeah, for food. Is. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> we just cut out uh, the middleman. Now it's direct to your stomach. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't think it's something that gets solved in our lifetime. That's a thing. Like, there's always going to be little steps, like, throughout. I mean, there's been tons of steps, right? Since we were born up until now, there's been changes. And some of them have increased, increased, increased and become, like, bigger changes or whatever. But, like... You know, lab-grown meat there is is always like going to be a little bit controversial. Equally, growing um, human organs in a lab is is controversial. Like, there's there's a lot of like people pushing back on it. There's a lot of people who are for it because of the lack of I think those are minor roadblocks transplants though. and shit like that. Like, I think those those are just bumps in yeah, the road this, of, pro of progress. This stuff this stuff just takes forever to to get. Oh through. yeah, like forget about our lifetimes. Not much is going to change, no. but. 
I think in future we can see a general direction that things are going. Yeah, you're right. Like, look, there's there's eight billion people on the planet, and the planet is only so big and can only support so many people. And you know, but we also can predict that the the population's probably going to level off at around thirteen billion. And so we could do some calculations on the back yeah, of the yeah. Just if and you say, carry the four, and uh, you get one you, <laughs> one repeating, of course. If yeah. you if you grow this many food and make this much water and you know use it this way you know you can sustain these systems for x amount of time you know and sure like we are creating a lot of waste and we're we're using things up if you like um and and it can't carry on like that potentially forever but you know that's 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 something that we don't have to worry about immediately because we currently still have millions of people who are dying so there's so much stuff that people just don't really think about you know what i mean like okay you order something from amazon say you order like a whatever a new pair of shoes or whatever um the components that go into that into those shoes the whole production line has involved probably killing some animals along the way producing a lot of waste producing a lot of pollution and stuff like that the packaging that it comes in not only will it come in its own packaging but then it has to come in amazon packaging for for post as well which is um, you know what I mean? Like, how is any of this stuff sustainable? Amazon aren't, aren't, aren't growing their own forests and, and and then cutting down trees and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, some people do that and, and it's good and it's a good step or whatever. But a lot of people don't do it because it's still... We're we're still in a, in a society. We're still in an economy that is that that is is looking to make massive amounts of money uh, by doing things as cheap as possible, right? And as as long as that exists, we're it's it feels kind of hopeless, right? Like it's never yeah. really going to get better until uh, we we can move past. I think that. I think it feels like humanity's running a deficit. You know, at the moment, the technology we have and the amount of hungry people we've got and the amount of education we've got, it feels like we're trying to just scrabble to feet and and fix all the holes in the, in the leaky bucket. You know, um, and I think that you know in the future, hopefully. We will be able to make something. Maybe, maybe all it needs is for uh, just a humani- the population of humanity to level off and start shrinking. You know, yeah. and people to, people to be educated across the world and realize that yeah, maybe we're not going to have more so many kids. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. I think that the biggest thing you can do on your carbon footprint. Yeah, forget about all the Amazon packaging. Forget about vegetarianism. Forget about taking intercontinental flights. The biggest effect you can have is not to have <laughs> not to do the one thing that we it's were kind of kid. naturally That's designed terrible. to do. That's the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> it's true. It's the, that it's is true. the worst thing you've ever said. It's true though. It's weird, isn't it? Isn't it weird? No, it's like, not weird. You know. You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's fucking hilarious Uh, oh my god listen up fellas 2020 sucked it's a new year and we need new balls with our sponsor Manscaped which is the best in men's below the waist grooming offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men around the world if you want to keep your balls as sheer and attractive looking as a pair of well-trimmed kiwis, that's manscaped.com. You can get 20% off and free shipping if you use the code TRIFORCE at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you, as will we, if you use the code TRIFORCE. 2020 was awful, so at the very least make sure that your scrotum is well-groomed in 2021. That's manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, code TRIFORCE. Happy New Year to you and to your testicles. You're welcome. 
what what else have you lads been up to this week? Um, oh shit! I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of Among Us, which um, I know. <laughs> no, but listen, a I, the, lot the, of Among the, Us. The thing is, the the nice thing about it is, you can't binge on it. You know, like I can't just fire up Among Us in my spare time and play it. Like you have to have an organized group. So it's kind of like. A lot of the time you you got like blue balls with it, right? So like I'm always like scrounging around trying to find a group because I want to play the game. I like the flow. I love I like the game, but it's just so hard to get ten people together to play it. So like, do you know? Do you I know what the best thing I, I the best thing I did in terms of streaming? And I think it, like let's say um, I stopped streaming. Let's just imagine I stopped streaming. For some people, of course, that would be a great day. But for me, it would no. It come would be, on, it I don't think anybody shame. would think that's a great day. You're you're uh, like you're like a cornerstone of. Uh, of like well, dad I, I, twitch. L- let's call it a corner yeah. anyway of, of dad twitch um the the best thing that i did was the the sub discord and creating a community there yeah because uh, like we we do the in-houses on a tuesday night and there'll be like a ton of people waiting to play those games last night i fired up hell let loose for the first time in like probably four or five months i feel like because there was a big new patch that came out loaded that up and Straight away, there were 20 of us playing it. And if I want to play Among Us and I'll just say something in the Discord, yeah. I feel like that to me, like I've created a community where we sort of moderate the kind of people that we allow in. If people yeah, are yeah. assholes, we boot them out. That That is the most positive part for me of streaming. Yeah, yeah. And and off stream, I know that I can get a game of, of something going. Um, that that's my solution is to I haven't a sort um, of I haven't done that so much with community. my with my community and in, and in a lot of ways I think what you've done is better because you have on tap a group for any game you can have right. you have four people if you need them you have ten people if you need them you can have thirty people if you need them for like hell let loose or something right. like that right or like when we did rust and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. we got loads of people for that so what I've been doing with Among Us is I've been playing in a lot of streamer lobbies which has been really yeah. good but. You know, content creators are so fucking flaky. It's impossible <laughs> to organize. Like, it's been I, I've I've been organizing like my own lobbies. I've been partaking in other people's lobbies and stuff, and it's been really fun. But organizing my own lobbies has been really time consuming. It's a it's a hassle, right? Because everybody's but on really different satisfying as and well. Everything. And then getting yeah. into other lobbies has been really fun too, because you just meet other people. You can make new like new friends that you might do stuff with or whatever. And uh, overall, I think it's been really good. But I think what you have is a lot more realistically sustainable, right? Like, like it, I said, a, I mean, it's quite hard work. At you times. can do, like when you want to play Rust, you can have a server full of people in Rust. But the thing is, because you hang out with these guys and play games with them so much, I could do that with my community. And I know, like, my mods, like, and I play games right, with my right, mods right. and stuff. But the wider community, I haven't really gamed much with. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but you don't play the kind of games that, like we were saying, like you, you like. Uh, like people watch you for a very different reason. Yeah, they watch me because they want to see me fuck up in a multiplayer game so they can clip yeah, it. Yeah, see, with me, I think it's because I'm ha- I'm handsome. I got my of course you are handsome. my camera on, and they can see my face, and they can see all my, you know, when my brain is working and I'm solving right. like really intricate puzzles, they can see it. Like, they can see it, and you just look even more handsome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with my big shitty beard. <laughs> 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 Fuck me! What a game, eh? Yeah, I, I I get where you're coming from. I think, but it's 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 satisfying to 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 find a group of people to play games with. But at the same time, like Preflex, you went through so much faff. Yeah. Like 
dealing with unpleasant people or people who don't quite fit. No, I just and boot the them. drama and effort of trying to. We, we have to. You have to have a clean out. Like you've you've got to manage the community. I think that's how like... most people feel about me. Like when they organize a the lobby and then I turn up to, <laughs> they're having to deal with unpleasant people. They have to find some. No, way to get you, me know, out you of just there. you know you've got to keep an eye on it. I, I I think the main thing is that I've I've got really really good mods. And I think, I mean, every streamer I, I speak to understands the value of, of good mods. Yeah, yeah. And like, they're, they're just, these are guys that I've known for years now. And I trust them and they know what I'm going to like and what I'm not going to like and what I'm going to say is like, that's unacceptable. But then also they'll come to me and say, you really need to do something about X. So, you know, we sort of moderate the community as a, as a group. Um, it's, it's, it, is, it is a little bit of extra work, but to me, it's very satisfying because it's yeah. just... It's so nice to have people that I can play games with and people that are funny and, and chill and yeah. like we were playing code names if you played that. Oh, that's great. Code yeah, names? code names is really fun. It's great game. Yeah. Great game. So play that with my mum. Last dad, night yes. or a couple of nights ago we were playing it and uh, it's just great. I mean, it's just off stream and just hanging out. Because these guys are funny and they're fun to hang out with. And I like I play games with them every day. Yeah. And I, I love that. Because obviously none of my like old mates from school and like my real life old friends, none of them play games at all. Like to them, it's like a mystery. We were we had a WhatsApp chat last night where I introduced them to the concept of OnlyFans. They'd never heard of oh, OnlyFans. Nice. <laughs> no, no idea what it was. Oh my god! And I was like explaining, what? and they were, like, had all these questions, and I was telling them about all the various hot cosplayers I've met and showing them their Instagrams. So I'm like, my goodness, you know, it's like it's like a whole oh, new that's world. Hilarious. Because it's just not something you'd ever read about or notice. It's like the not a dark corner of the internet, but the internet is so vast and there's so many different avenues you could go down that if you don't, there's no crossover between reading about the news or, or football and suddenly finding yourself on, on a, a smut, smut filled OnlyFans. It's like, I just thought it was funny that they, it's not a cultural sort of uh, thing that everybody knows about yet. Whereas to me, everybody knows about it. Like, you know, people joke about this kind of stuff, but yeah, my mates have no idea about it. Mrs. F had never heard of it. I had to, had to explain to her what it was when I was relaying this story to her this morning. But yeah, it's just kind of, kind of funny how, uh, uh, how different uh, my view of what the internet is and, and everything like that and, and the people that I think of as being on the internet are and the average persons uh, of my age. Uh, it's just completely different. Completely different. It's a completely different world. They, they know nothing about... Uh, and and it's, it's, it's really interesting to them as well. They're like, they're like so interested in... I think they're horrified and interested, yeah. It's like a... a uh, what what is that? It's like sort of morbid curiosity about, about this. But it's like the stuff. same as us. It's like the diff it's like nice to go into a medieval. <laughs> <laughs> this is their cyberpunk. Is me telling them about OnlyFans and then discovering yeah, discovering maybe. the uh, the cam girls. Feels like yeah. I wonder how people feel. Like I wonder how people feel. Like ordinary folks who play cyberpunk feel like cyberpunk is the future. Do you know what I mean? I wonder how many people. Because a lot of people watch like sci-fi stuff or or superhero stuff, and they're like, "Oh, it'd be really cool when we have superpowers, won't it?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? We are never going to have super strength. That's not going to happen. You know, like we're not suddenly going to be able to just have laser eyes." Who, who has um, ever said to you, "It's going to be really cool when we all have super strength"? I don't know. Like certain people <laughs> I've met, though, Pfax. I really well, they do think know we're going to have like super strength one day. Well, I can't wait till we can jump over buildings in a single bound. They sort of like they sort of feel like, oh, science is really cool, isn't it? I wonder, almost like kids, you know, like, oh, look, 
could I get bit by a radioactive spider? And, and, <laughs> no, These are children. You're works. talking to children. I'm you're just sure. going to go to hospital. I don't know. Like, but a lot of adults just are just big children. P flex. They haven't. They don't. They don't really. In the back of their minds, I think they do believe that. You know, especially when you see stuff like in the Jingle Jam this year, we've got these open bionics arms, which which are being supported. Have you seen that? It's this. They have these really cool bionic arms that they've got, and they look pretty cool, and they seem to work pretty well. Very impressed. Anyway, I think we should probably uh, put a pin in this podcast because Sips has just dropped out of the channel. I think he got disconnected. Oh yeah, I think his internet's and, gone um, down again. And I've also got to got to do some. We stuff. got some JJ back, into JJ. Thank you, Sips. Uh, Sips just said he, Sips is back, but he says he's a destiny stop. All right, thanks everybody. Bye. Sips is saying goodbye as well. All right, bye. bye.